0: Simply Savage, Episode 3, Setting the Mood. Welcome to Simply Savage, the podcast about keeping savage worlds fast, furious, and fun. I'm Ron Blessing.
1: And I'm Christian Serrano. And in this episode, we're going to talk about setting the mood.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So... By setting the mood, we're really talking about theme and mood, and evoking a theme and a mood. The theme and mood for your game, and what tools are at your disposal as a Savage Worlds game master to do that. Right, and so
1: what we're thinking about here is sort of um, both bringing evoking the mood in the game uh, via you know, the rules or the, you know, mechanics or whatever, but also at the
0: table for the players as well. Right. And we we broke, we're breaking this down into three categories and let's start with the mechanics. The the obvious thing that you can do uh, for your game to enhance your, your players understanding of the theme and the mood is make some setting rules.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, a lot of the published modules or, or published settings, I should say, uh, come with setting rules. But sometimes it's kind of fun to uh, create your own. And setting rules, fundamentally, uh, they're never really something that's super dramatic, like a super dramatic change to the rules. It's usually a slight tweak um, that just slightly impacts how the game feels. And, of course, Savage Rules is really good about that. Um, some of the best examples are actually in the core rulebook uh, itself uh, under setting rules, but you can also look at any of the settings uh, that are out there uh, to get some really good examples of, of how that's done.
0: Like Way back in the day um, when uh, I wanted to run Lankmar for Savage Worlds, way before it came out, the, th- the two things I said regarding magic were you would want to use the magic system from Solomon Cain, and you would want to use the ritual system from savage worlds deluxe slash uh the horror companion and if you look at what's in there today i guess i understood savage worlds for Longmore. oh yeah but <laughs> but um but but that's an idea when you're doing a homebrew specifically look at the other settings out there that have a similar feel and and you can pull some setting rules from there on top of the ones that are suggested in the the core rules in savage worlds deluxe
1: yeah absolutely and um you know, I've even borrowed setting rules for, for example, I, you know, I'll use Eberron again as, an, as, as my example, but like, uh, when the horror companion came out, I, I, um, I was really intrigued by the idea of rituals and how they repurpose dramatic tasks to, um, give some expanded use of magic, uh, both in duration, distance, all those kinds of things. Um, and, and I, and I took that, I borrowed that and put it into Eberron because Eberron has these, or, you know, kind of D and D in general, but Eberron in particular has these Big ranges long t- duration times, etc, especially with respect to the services that the Dragonmark houses offer and so I thought it was a perfect perfect fit and then I felt really justified when I saw it in Lankmar. I was like, "Ah, oh, awesome,
0: yeah, no, totally and, and, and uh, another example from a homebrew i do i 've actually done a game called Chicago Nights, which is a, a cop um, fighting the supernatural game i 've done that in a couple different systems. Um, I, I've said when, if I ran it again in Savage Worlds, I would pull the um, investigation rules out of Deadlands Noir. I would, I would whole use the um, ritual rules out of ETU with the ritualism scale and the ability to gain the skill later, that sort of thing. Um, and I would use gritty damage. Those are the three major setting rules I would have. And right there, that tells a story of what you're going to be looking at in a game that I might be running. Yeah. Um, called Chicago Nights. So um, another thing you can do, obviously, is going to be your edges and hindrances. And, um, you know, hindrances that, that really talk about the setting itself. Um, there's a classic one in Deadlands that's one of my favorite uh, called Grim Servant of Death. <laughs> oh, nice. And and it's, it's terrible because it can actually hurt your, your fellow player characters
1: yeah and then um, you know even in the six gun, you know you, you would think that it's probably going to use a lot of the same stuff that Deadlands did, but they actually had some new hindrances in there that were very specific to the six gun uh, story, um, or not to the story, but just to the, to the type of feeling thats that makes it distinct from uh, from Deadlands and um, it was really evocative of the comics
0: so, oh totally yeah a, a quick way to at to, to capture your setting. Um, obviously, is is also going to be professional edges. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that also gives your players some cues as to what types of characters that they might be playing in your setting.
1: Yeah, I've always sort of um, likened professional edges to to sort of a um, the closest thing that Savage Worlds will ever get to having classes, right? And so it right. really gives you uh, sort of a, an idea of what kind of archetypal characters that you can have in, in a given setting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Then uh, you've got your, your skills themselves. Um, I recommend sticking with one or two knowledge skills. And if you're going to do any other skills, typically I would just say um, maybe do a, uh, an arcane skill if that applies to your setting. That might be a little bit different than what's in the main books, which is really kind of a renaming type of a situation. But I would back off on adding too many skills to your setting. Because then your balance is screwed up in terms of when you make the character. Yeah, you're diluting uh, the the skill points that you have to
1: to create the character. Yeah. Um, I do also think that there's there's a room for using the setting rule out of the core book uh, for skill specialization. So if you really want to mm-hmm. have discrete uh, skills, that would probably be the best way to go without diluting it too much.
0: That's a really neat setting rule. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it works like really that. well. Yeah.
0: Yep totally so let's move on to accessories i bought two copies of the action deck slash adventure deck because i like to customize my adventure deck for my game yeah absolutely that's probably one of the
1: best things you can do with the uh with the adventure deck um a lot of people think oh well you know i don't like the adventure deck because it has this card and doesn't fit my setting and it has that take card. it out and just take it out yeah, exactly. Uh, or like in the case that you bought two, uh, two, two copies, you could always you know sort of stack it a little bit by putting get extras. into the deck building. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And then and then some men some companies are actually putting out cards that you can get printed uh, on drive through uh, yeah. for drive through cards. Yeah, that add to the adventure deck.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's so, it's, it's pretty cool uh, to see uh, more and more publishers and licensees uh, adopting the adventure deck and and adding to it. Um, Yep. Some people don't like that they have like different backs, uh, but a really easy solution for that is just simply putting in
0: um, uh, trading sleeves. Yeah, sleeves. Right. Exactly. So you can't see the backs at all. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. I actually did that, so I'd have two decks of the Standard Savage Worlds cards. I have them in red sleeves and blue sleeves. Nice. And then I have my Adventure deck in black sleeves. Excellent. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. That's that's something you can do. Something near and dear to your heart, the Action deck. Oh, you man. collect card decks, right? To a fault,
1: yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and quite honestly, it, it it is a really cool way of evoking uh, the mood or, or the theme of a setting. Um, and the, if you really want to like just sort of see what's out there, just go on Kickstarter and just you know do a search for playing cards and bookmark that. And every now and then just check it out, see what comes out. There's so many cool, uh, uh, poker decks that come out and I have collected far, far too many. And in fact, uh, S- Scott W and I, uh, were constantly harassing each other about new decks that come up and we're like, geez, you know, like we need to spend more money on this. Uh, yeah. I have decks, honestly, I've never even used, but I'm like, I just, at some point would love to run a game, you know, for this around this de- deck, around this right. deck. <laughs> right. that's um, awesome.
0: Yeah. It's got, it's a disease. <laughs> I was looking for a deck for ETU because Pinnacle didn't do decks for it. Yeah. and um, That's a missed option. I wanted, to, I wanted to get two. I agreed. I wanted to get two decks, um, but I ended up getting just one deck because after all my searching, I found a Texas deck. I found drink decks and stuff like that. But Ed Wetterman the, on the uh, Pinnacle forums had the best idea, and he used it for his game. He bought the ones with the red solo cup on the back. Oh, that's awesome. And they were – I ran ETU uh, last weekend at a local convention, and people got a real kick out of the out of the red plastic cup uh, bicycle deck. Nice. So um, I'm going to go on and use that. Um, they're bicycle carts, so they shuffle fast. I don't really have to have two decks for the game. Right. Because bicycle carts shuffle really, really well. But it's fun to have two decks. Uh, it is if you can, but, yeah. like, you can't get any other cup color, right? And they don't yeah. make another cup color.
1: And you know what's unfortunate is that there's there are uh, – Poker decks for different universities and their mascots. And yeah. It wouldn't be hard for them to
0: to, to do uh, it would have been awesome to do oh, a yeah. Ravens one. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. absolutely Well that could still happen. Maybe maybe Ed or or somebody will come up with a design and put it yeah. up on drive through cards. They got the jersey. Yep. So my yeah. wife has the jersey. Yeah. That's so right. uh, she'll probably be wearing it every Sunday now. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna go too far into Benny's. We've talked about Benny's, we just had a show on Benny's. Yep. Um but you can get Bennies to fit your setting. A great example is gold DeBlooms for 50 fathoms or um, the obvious uh, bennies that they make at Pinnacle or um, empty shell casings for Streets of Bedlam. Yeah, right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, let's get into miniatures a little bit. One thing I actually do for my players, because I'm not a minis painter, is if they find a photo of their character online, I'll make them a custom figure flat so yeah. they have their own fig on the board
1: yeah that's that's a great way to do that um i found when i ran necessary evil there was a website that had just tons and tons of printable figure flats from there were illustrations from different rpgs uh, supers rpgs and stuff and um oh my gosh I, i just i literally put them all up in a folder somewhere and i told my players go shopping let me know which ones you want me to print
0: i made a little template in word that's good for the folding standees that I use. Oh, nice. And and um, I just drop the picture into that template. I resize, drop it onto that template and print it up for them. And they have one that looks just like their character. You should share that template. It's not a super clean template. I have to, I'd have to make it into a JPEG or something.
1: That's fair. Okay. The other cool thing you can do too is uh, there's a tool out there called Token Tool. Mm -hmm. and you can take any image off the internet drop it into this app and it'll put like you know some sort of like ring or square uh with different textures and so on that you can choose from and then you can drop that into like a word doc or whatever in like a grid layout and just print off a whole sheet as many as you need uh of whatever tokens you want for your either for your players or for for their opponents
0: and then uh another thing as far as uh uh, accessories goes uh, we could talk a little bit about maps and terrain Um, if you can find maps where that, that fit, obviously, you know, Pinnacle makes some maps that are go with their settings, but there's a lot of maps out there. If you go to like drive through printable tiles, those sorts of things, um, for modern games, I really love to use the fabled environments maps. Yes. Because they're real buildings, and they're done by an architect. <laughs> like we haven't talked about it enough. <laughs> right, right, totally, totally. Uh, well, another really good map
1: series is uh, by a Savage World's licensee. Actually, they sometimes do adventures with them, uh, is uh, Drama Escapes. Okay. And they they have some really nice, uh, nicely detailed, colored battle maps that you can use um they have all these different sort of rooms environments things like that they just did one recently with a a science fiction lab which i thought was really cool
0: i mean it's super convenient to have a blank you know mat uh you know mat or tiles or whatever for you to just draw on with your sharpies or your um your expos or whatever but nothing beats having a really cool looking map in front of you yeah the other option too is um paizo's flip mats oh yeah they make a lot of really cool flip mats
1: oh yeah yeah and they're, they're, they're really cool, and, and they work with uh, wet erase, dry erase, uh, I think mm-hmm. even permanent marker.
0: It's the same stuff that the Pinnacle maps are made with. Yep, absolutely. And then this was one I learned about before the show, because I did not know that, that <laughs> Pinnacle did this. Um, tell me about the cool template thing that they, they set, sent out to everybody, or, gate, or made available for everybody.
1: Yeah, so some time ago, and I, I really can't remember when this was, I know... I know it was a long while ago. They put up a PDF um, titled Savage Worlds Template Specifications. And it's basically outlined with measurements and labels um, uh, for the templates, for the area of effect templates. And you can – the basically what they were trying to do is say, hey, if you want to create your own custom templates, use the specification or even use this as a sort of template. Uh, the PDF is layered so you can remove the measurements. You can remove the labels, all that kind of stuff, the background, the page background as well. Uh, and put in your own textures and so on to print them off now, the reason why this is really cool is a way to sort of bring theme to your settings if you 're doing a super setting, for example, you might want to have uh like a crater you know for a medium burst template if you 're doing fantasy, you might want to have electricity,
0: acid, fire, and all those options for your for your different spell effects, you can make them for your character
1: yeah yeah if you're if 're playing a super villain in necessary evil that has blasts of shadowy energy, you could do exactly that. And, uh, so it's a really cool way to, to not just uh, set the mood for the game, but also even theme for your individual characters as well.
0: Cool. Yeah. So the, the third tier to this, the third and third and final topic is, is atmosphere and what you can do for atmosphere. The obvious one Christian is music. And again, you've got some crazy music collecting skill with this.
1: Oh my God. I have done playlists for every single like campaign I've ever run. And uh, it's a sickness, uh, quite honestly. Um, (laughs) The worst thing I could have ever done, first of all, I started just buying um, uh, film scores uh, back in, I think, around 2000 or so and became addicted to them. I started with The 13th Warrior, then The Mummy films, and then Van Helsing and just grew out from there with a whole bunch of others. The worst thing I could have ever done is gotten a subscription to Google Play Music because now I just have a massive library and I can create as uh, as many playlists as I want with you know whatever's available and link and out to that and, and how much is it yeah yeah it's uh so i think it's nine ninety nine a month right now um uh-huh. when i got in on it it was early and they were doing like an early bird kind of thing at seven ninety nine a month um but yeah it's 9 a month and yeah i'll, I'll put a link to where you can subscribe to that and they have it for ios and android and of course on desktop as well and it also supports chromecast so uh, it's great for you know casting to your tv or
0: or whatever so That is neat. Yeah. So so one that that new technology has made available to us is lighting. Oh, man. I, I forget I, who it was that talked about this on G+, but... It was the coolest thing I've ever heard of, and I've
1: seen some photos of, of it in effect, but it's the, the uh, I think it's Philips Hue light bulbs, the LED light bulbs. That is the coolest concept I've ever seen. So basically, in your game room, wherever it is you game, you can put in one of these bulbs and then use an app on your phone to set up the lighting colors the colors
0: the, and the and the dimness
1: right yeah and i think you could even do things like flashing and flickering i think maybe right um so yeah you could totally set if you're in a tavern you can make it kind of like an orangish glow to represent like the firelight or the torches uh if you're uh you know in a cave with like blue algae on the walls you could set a you know lighting for that um it, it that is one of the coolest concepts i've ever seen i actually went out to go price those they are expensive just be warned <laughs> they are expensive
0: they've got a they've got a uh, a kiosk where you can mess with them though at a uh, Best Buy nice
1: that yeah. is nice yeah yeah so um that that was a really cool concept so i think that plus music oh man yeah totally oh and and the other thing i want to go back to the music thing real quick when you do your playlists don't do it just based on like a whole campaign or a whole setting do it based on situations
0: yeah, have combat music. Right. Have interlude music. Have exploration,
1: chase music. horror, chase, any of those things. Action adventure. Yeah, all those things. Uh, do it based on that, and um, and you know, cause, and then what? The reason why you want to do this because if you're in the middle of a fight and all of a sudden you have weird, you know, sort of, I don't know, like something that might be music appropriate for like an aftermath or something. Right. Um, it's going to feel weird right? It's, it's, it's not action oriented and so on. So definitely theme your playlists based on a situation.
0: Very cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, I think that's what we have on setting the mood. And of course the theme for your game Yeah. uh, at your table and with your players. And, um, one quick announcement is that simply savage is going to go to every two weeks because, you know, we don't want to run out of topics and, uh, also frankly we're already doing the sbn news so this gives us a little more you know leeway with our time yeah and uh maybe we'll have more time to make uh set up another hangout because yeah because we're, we're not to do doing this simply savage
1: yeah we're hoping to do that uh sooner rather than later things have been busy for both of us um yep so we're, we're gonna see what we can do in the near future we're, we're due we're due for another hangout that's and, right uh, yeah
0: uh, and we'll we'll get more info on that. Um I would love to hear what ideas people have for theme and mood. So, um Christian, would you mind starting a topic on the peg forums and maybe we'll see what happens with that? Yeah,
1: yeah, and after also the show releases? Uh, yeah, I will do that. And also, if you just want to drop something on the Google Plus community, do so. Thank you to those of you, by the way, who showed us your bennies on the Google Plus community. Yeah. That was really cool and really fun to see. There were some really exciting uh, examples there. Uh, and if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't uh, seen them yet, um, hit hit up the community and go check them out. So some good, yep. good stuff there.
0: And with that, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, be sure to visit the SPN website, savagebloggers.net. net. Um, And there you're going to be able to find links, uh, the feeds, the YouTube channel, subscription stuff, everything you need there. And if you enjoy our show and want to show our support support to us, um, go to our Patreon page and, of course, uh, the PayPal donation link on the website. Um, Both are available from there. Whatever you do, though, until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Christian, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Ron.